Daf is Baba Kama, Daf Tzadi Vav, and we are on Tzadi Hey Amid Beis in Perak Hagozel Eitzim. As we continue uh, commenting on the first Mishnah, before Belasham later today, we get up to the second Mishnah here in Perak Hagozel. The first Hagozel. This is called Hagozel Eitzim because the next Perak, the tenth Perak, is called Hagozel Machil. Starts with the same word, uh, but. Uh, different uh, issues. Okay, so we are up to Amarle, six or seven lines up from the bottom. Amarle Ravina Luravashi. So we were just talking about uh, issues of Shevach, where the Gazlon appreciated the land. Who is the one that um, gets the Shevach? Does the Gazlon have any rights to it? So we mentioned a Machlokas Tanoim, whether the Gazlon has the rights, or maybe the Gazlon just has a percentage of the rights that the Nigzal has to give him, Mechsa, Shlish, Revia. Uh, that was the Machlokas between Rabbi Hud and Rabbi Shimon. Well, it all goes to the Gazlon, because the Nigzal gets back. It doesn't have to get back more than that, while Rabbi Shimon says, no, he just gets a percentage. And we related that to um, other issues as well. Uh, and the last point we made was the name of Rabbi Nachman Amr Shmuel, uh, where there were a number of people who got back monetary payments and not uh, land. That was the issues of Balchov and Lokech Vachulu. So Amalei Ravina Lervashi. Miyam Rashmuel, Balchov, Lokech, Yav, Shavach. Is it really true? A concept that comes up all over Shas, where somebody uh, sells a property with or lends money with uh, achrayis, right, as we had in the, on yesterday's daf, about the, whether achrayis is taught sofer or not. Somebody sells with achrayis, so we know the law is that if the malva wants to come along and go take from Lukuchos that bought land in the interim, he's allowed to, as long as his his achiv was earlier. He's allowed to go. So what about getting shevach from that land? Does he get shevach from the land? Yes, he takes the land. Does the, he have to pay back the buyer? Does he have to compensate the buyer for the shvach? So we just said yes. That's what one of the cases of Shmuel, right? Balchov lulokeach. So now the Gemara says, is that really true? Mi Amar Shmuel Balchov lulokeach. Yavli shvach. Does the Balchov really have to pay for the the shvach after he takes the piece of land that is worth more than let's say it was when the Lova sold it? Does he have to pay back the Buyer, Yomar Shmuel, Balchov Gobetz Shavach. Right? No, Shmuel says elsewhere that Balchov just takes it without compensating. He doesn't have to pay, just take the land. So the buyer, I'm sorry, but uh, he loses out. So Balchov Gobetz Shavach answers the Gemara, Amar Lelo Kasha. No, there's a difference. Kan Bishvach HaMegilak Tafayim, the Kan Bishvach HaMegilak Tafayim. When does Shmuel say that you have to pay back? That's by Shvach Hamagia by Shvach Sheimagia Liktafayim. By Shvach Hamagia Liktafayim, then you have to pay back. What does that mean? What's Shvach that comes up to the, so- the shoulders? So three different pshatim right here on the daf. Rashi gives one, Tosas gives two. Rashi says here, bottom line, what Shvach Hamagia Liktafayim. And again, remember what the case is, where the Malve is going back to the person who bought the field from the Lova, and now it's worth more. Their Shvach, does he have to compensate that? Bond? for the shvach that he is now taking. So the Gemara says it depends what type of shvach. Is it Magilok Tafayim or not? So Rashi says Magilok Tafayim means basically fully grown. Fully grown. Kigon If it's fully grown, it's somewhat already independent than the land. The land, the Balchov can take the land. That's his shibud. But now there's shvach on it. But is the shvach still part of the land or not? Magilak Tafayim Rashi says it has its own independence. And that's why you have to compensate for it. You want to take it, you can take it, but you have to compensate. Where it's Ainamagilak Tafayim, where it's basically just not ripe yet, Tvua, so that's Karka. That's part of the Karka, and therefore that does not have to be compensated for. He just takes the he just takes the Karka. That is Rashi's shot. Tosfus um, finds difficulty with that because Tosfus says the Magilak Tafayim He's allowed to take and has to take, has to compensate for one minute. If it's so grown, so it's like as if ready to be picked, it's as if it's metaltolin, so why is he able to, why is he able to take it at all? Right? Only kark is mushubit. Rashi, you're saying it's so ready to take, so it has independence, and that's why he has to pay back, but the more you say it's independent, the more it's metaltolin, and therefore the Balchov shouldn't be able to take in the first place. That's why Tosos doesn't like Rashi. But if you look in Rashi, not Rashi here, but Rashi elsewhere clarifies the Shita. Rashi in Bab Metziah, Daftes Vav says, it's grown... 
but it's not about to be picked. It's fully grown, but Rashi says, Tesvav Amid Beis, Ibaba Metziya, top line. Magilak Tafayim, Karov Likatser, Elisha Adayin, Tzrichim Lakarka. You're right, Tosfus. If it was totally ready to be picked, so then it's totally dependent, and the Balchov couldn't take that in the, at all. But here we're talking about it's ready, but it's not. It's not. The, it still needs the ground. Havi luhu kaperes gemurin vein Balchov gova osa below yitzia, and the Balchov has to pay back the buyer in that case. But either way, that is all shot number one. What is magil of tafayim and not Rashi? Whether it's fully grown or not. Tosfus though gives two other pshatim. First pshat Tosfus says is v'yesh lomar. Second to last line in Tosfus. The shalach hamagilok tafayim kore davar shesofo litalish felisa big tafayim. Something that you're eventually going to cut and carry with your shoulders. Meaning shvach. There's two types of shvach. One shvach is fruit grew and uh, produce grew. That's Magilak Tafayim. So that's what he has to pay back for. Because that's, it's still connected to the ground, but it's it's fruit and vegetables. But what's Eina Magilak Tafayim? Where you're never going to pick that. What does that mean? What type of shvach is that? So Tosa doesn't say. The Me'iri explains, let's say the tree got fatter. You had a skinny tree, and the Lokech made it a fatter tree. So you're not picking that. It's just shvach that stays. It's appreciated, and it's part of the ground now. So Tosva says, that's shvach, that's, that's karka. That's not, that doesn't have to be compensated for. That's number two. And number three, uh, and that also has to do with definition of karka or not. Right, whether it's eventually going to be picked. The third day uh, is nothing to do with definitions, like Rashi and Tosva first said, Rabbi Rutam on the bottom line, Magil Tafaya means, did the Lokea go through a lot of trouble to do it? Magi, he had to schlep it on his, on his shoulders. That's what it means. Dover abami Torah. If he had to schlep and work hard for it, you gotta compensate him for that work. That's Magi Tafayim. Masha'en Kane, the other way. So either way, three days in, in the Rishonim, what is this distinction of Magi and Eina Magi Tafayim? Good. Says the Gemara, third to last line, Amrle answers Ravashi to Ravina. I don't like that distinction because it happens all the time. Shmuel allows the Balchov to take the to take the um, Karka and he does not have to pay back. Shmuel never makes him compensate. Even Shvach HaMegilatafayim. So the Chilak makes sense but Lamaisa Shmuel doesn't do it. So that's why he has to come up with another distinction. Says um, Ravashi, trying again. Amale Lokasha Ha de Masik Bay Kishir Ara Vishivcha Ha de Lo Masik Bay Ela Kishir Ara. A different distinction. Here is where it's where the amount of the shvach total with the karka equals the amount of the loan in the first place, and here not. For example, let's say somebody uh, I borrowed 200, 200 shekel from someone. 200 shekel. And then he sells property that was worth 150. And then it's hushbach, and by the time I want to go and take it, it's worth 200. So there I can take the whole thing, because I'm owed 200, and now the shvach plus the karka is all worth 200. I don't have to compensate him, because this is my loan. Where I'm owed less than the total of the shvach and, and everything altogether, then I would have to compensate, because I can't end up uh, getting more than I am owed. So that's the chilek, and this is Something that is um, a takana, that's like the, we said, a takana that's made, that the shvach has to be uh, paid back in certain cases. If you look in Tosfus, Tosfus on the third line on top, discusses what about yarshim? What about yisomim? So if the if a balchov, we know, but if somebody dies and they left karka and they owe loans, so then the balchov could also go to their children and, and take it. What talacha was shvach there? Do the Yisobim have rights to the, sh- to the Shvach? Or just like the Gazlan, right, we had over here, on Amid Beis, just like we had Machlokas, Revida, Revishimin, whether they get the whole Shvach or percentage, do they get that also collecting from Yisobim? That's a Machlokas, Rishonim. Tosfus says, yes, third line in Tosfus, Venira, there's big Tosfus. Degam miyasmi, govi balchov ha-shevach machinam. Also from Yisobim. V'ein no sindamim, kemomen alakuchos. Yisobim are just like buyers. They are not like, what's the other possibility? Makable Matana. A Makable Matana, that's, that's not, you wouldn't be able to just take the Shvach from. Because he has no Shibudim. He has no Chovetz Aguf. That's why Rav Salvechik and the Rishima Shirim here explains the day of 
of Tosvos. Why would the Yarshim continue to have the father's chiv even regarding the shvach and have to give it up? And why isn't he, aren't they like Makabli Matana? Explains Rav Salvechik. We'll have two today from here. Nira Derazalomar. Shinos. Let me just. I'm sorry. Let me just read the key line of Tosvos. A couple of lines down. We we'll continue where we are in the fourth line. Even though the Yarshim then don't have anybody to go back to, right? Usually, Lukuchos could go back to the Balchov. But they have nobody to go back to, but still, skip five lines. Because, literally, they're the leg of their father. That's the halachic principle, which means children step into the shoes of their parents. And therefore, they're different, even though misvara, they should be like a makabo matana and not a buyer. But still, they are like their parents. And that's what Rav Salvei Shakir explains. They have a personal chiyav. We always know this. There's two shayab shibudim. Shibud nechasim, a lean on my property. And shibud haguf. Yadus, halacha, creates a new type of chiyav. I have a personal chiyav. My body. Not that I have to give my body, but I have that chiyav on my head to make sure it's fulfilled. So the Yarshim also have that. If a buyer buys land, he has to pay. The Balchov also. You don't have that by Matana. If somebody gives a gift, Reuben gives a gift to Shimon, Shimon has no achrayas there. Yisomim domim lilokeach. Mepreshi yisomim kare davuoninu v'chovaz gavra chala aleyam. Again, that's the svara there of Salvation gives for this for this tosis. That is all, though, Baalei HaTosis. Not all Rishonim agree. If you look in the Rush, the Rush in the first paragraph of Amitzia argues. He says, no, yisomim are like Makabli Matana. Because the Maisa, they, they have no way to get their money back, and therefore that's where they're treated like, just like Makalim Atona don't have that Achrayas, so too um, the Yershim would not have the Achrayas. Good. Let's get back to the Gemara. So, Amalai. So, we're continuing this conversation between Rav Nachman and, I'm sorry, Ravina and Ravashi. The two great Bali Hamasora that put together the Gemara, whenever Ravina and Ravashi come up, if they're, they're writing themselves the conversations that took place. Like the Gemara says about Metziah, that's the next Masechda on our, uh, in our travels. Towards the end of Bamatsiya, Ravina Varavashi Sof Hora'a. It's a language in the pays in Bamatsiya. Meaning they are the they are the end. Like we quoted a few weeks ago, actually, when the word Gemara came up in Gemara, we mentioned that there is a Bashem Vigra, that Gemara, why when Ravina Ravashi were finished uh, uh, putting together the Gemara, they sent it up to Shamayim to make sure that Khrashbarhu agrees that this is will be the the, the Shorish and the Iker of Oratorah Shavalpeh. Kadesh was sent it back down through Gavriel, Michael, Raphael, and Uriel, Gemara, Gimel, Memresh, Aleph, and they gave their Haskama, and that's why we have the, the Gemara. Okay, but Ravina and Ravashi are talking here, so it's always an exciting day when they are in the daf. So, the Gemara says, Hanicha, Lamanda, Amar. This all, this whole conversation fits if you hold, I isle lo zuze lo lokeach lo matzi masalech lo there's a general machlokas. Whenever you have one of these cases, you have a, a lender that's going back to a buyer of property from his lovet. So he's allowed to take. So what is he allowed to take? So he's allowed to take something. So there's a machlokas. What if the buyer wants to pay money instead of giving the property that he bought? Can he do that? So that's the machlokas we're referring to here. If you say that he cannot give money, he is lezuzi lelokeach. If you like the opinion that if he has money, lo matzik lelabalchov, he still can't pay the balchov shopper. Then this whole this whole discussion fits because what are we saying in the whole discussion? The balchov is allowed to take, and then the question is, does he compensate? That fits if you say generally the lokeach has the lower hand, right? He, he does not have the rights to pay instead. But if in general the lokeach has the upper hand, if he would have money, he doesn't have to give any of the property. He could just give money to the balchov instead of the property. So then why in our case is this this whole discussion sounds like the lokeach has the lower hand? Why wouldn't the lokeach be able to tell the balchov that's trying to take his land? Wait a minute. If I would have, if I would have money, I would just not let you take any land. I would just pay you the whole, the whole amount. So now that you're taking, 
So the Shevach also you're going to take and compensate me. At least leave me a piece of Shevach. If he always has the upper hand, he should at least have some rights here. According to that Manda Amar of Mati Masalik Lebezuze. That's the question. If he generally has the upper hand, why does it seem like he has no rights here and the Balchov can take everything and even just compensate for the Shevach? So Amar Lei, not here. Even if you say generally he would be able to pay back to us with money, not here. Why? The case we're talking about here is where an apotiki was set up. What is that? Apotiki, as we've had this already, potehekoi, Rashi says, that's what it means. It means a specified lien, where the lova says, this land is where you're going to collect from. That overrides the manda amar, meaning the manda amar, even if the manda amar that says you're allowed to generally pay back with money instead of giving the land, does not apply to an apotiki. Rabotiki, as Rashi says on top, first line, Vinami even if the Lokeach had money, Lomati Masalakle. He would not be able to give that to the um to the Balchov instead. Back to the Gemara, the Amarle, Lo Piron Ella Mizet. That's the case, so in that case, for sure, the Lokeach has the lower hand, and that is why the Balchov gets to take, and we have the Machlokas, Tanaim, how much the Gazlan in our case, is entitled to, but related to that, we talked about this case, which is not about Goslin, just about Lokeach and, and Balchov. Good. We continue. Omar Rava. So now we're going back, as Rashi says here, back to the original Machlokas Tanel that we just referred to. When a Goslin is Mashbiach, Goslin steals a piece of land, and then he, he, he fertilizes it, he works it, now it's worth more. So the Goslin has rights to that Shvach. He has to give back, but the Nigzal has to pay him back, either the whole amount or a percentage. That's what we said before. So, What if the Gazlin sold it before the Nigzal took it back? Or or the Gazlin died, and now it's in the hands of his children, or the buyer. So, the question is, does the Nigzal have to pay back the buyer and the Yarshim too? Does the Takana apply to them? Right, the takanda of giving the Gazlan amount for the shvach, or a percentage of the shvach. As we had, again, we keep the machlokas tanoim on tzadi heim abeis. Machlokas of Yudin Shimon. That the Gazlan has a certain percentage. So, does that go to the next person in line too? To the buyer from the Gazlan, or for his children? Says Rava, yes. Mashishbiach machar, u mashishbiach horish. It uh, transfers as well. The rights that the Gazlan had also goes to the person that he sold it to. Rashi also has a second daya that maybe it's not just talking about the takana of the shvach, but it's also talking about the takana we had two uh, two days ago on Sadi Dalim Abase, that when the Goslin steals something, maybe he doesn't have to pay back. That whole discussion, but in order to for takanas hashavim. So maybe that's what's being referred to here. Either way, Rashi has two days, which earlier Gemara is Rava referring to. By Rava, but next question. Hishbiach lokeach mahu. What about if a Goslin steals it, then sells it to somebody, and the person who bought it is Mashbiach? So does he have the rights of the Shvach like the Goslin would have rights of the Shvach? So the Gemara says, sure. Basar debaya hadir pashta. Mamach harishon l'sheni What did the Goslin sell? Any rights that he would have. So the buyer also has the same rights that the Goslin would have. The Ravid here says... The case under discussion, where the Goslin sells it and then the and the buyer is Mashpiachit, the Ravid says that's specifically Lifne Yeyush. Because it was after Yeyush, there's nothing to talk about. It belongs to the Moche, right? Yeyush and Shini Rishus, as we, uh, to the Kona, as we discussed in the seventh parak. Yeyush is not Kona by itself, according to most uh, Amoraim and Rishonim. Yeyush Kedi Lokani, but Yeyush with Shini Rishus is Kona. We had a Machlokas Rishonim. Does the order make a difference? Does it have to be first Yish and then Shini Rishus or not? The Ramam says no. Other Rishonim say yes. But both of those works. So the Ravid says here, if Yeish happened already, then of course the Kona owns it totally. So it must be here, we're talking about Lefne Yeish. Even before Yeish, there are rights to the Shvach. So that's interesting. Why is it interesting that the Ravid says that in his commentary? Because he says the exact opposite in his commentary on the Rambam. And the Mepharshim say, he must have been Choserbo, whichever one he wrote later. Because on the Rambam, the Rambam says exactly what the Ravid says here. And then the Ravid jumps to the Rambam and says, how can you say that? Well, he, at some point in his life, 
He said like the Rambam, but that's the uh, is interesting. All right, that the the Rambam says it in Hilchas Gezela Perik Beis Alach Adalit Hagozel Vishbiachu Machar Ahorish Lifnei Yeyush. The Rambam says that's what we're talking about. Mashi Vishbiach Horish or Mashi Vishbiach Machar. The Karnal Lokechol Yoris is a Shvach. Vinotel Deme Hashvach Mehanigzal Umachzir Agzela Vechozer Anigzal Vinotel Deme Hashvach Mena Gazlan Shailonis Yaiish. He emphasizes that. Says the Ravid, Raisi Zechacham Cholik Bishvach Shagabik Zechulu. I'm sorry. The second. Vodech Richu. Vafilo Hachi Lo Nahir. Ula Olav Anami Lachar Yosh. Umachar Vahorish Yitzri Cholay. And he goes through to explain why he's even a Chiddush after Yeish. But it's interesting that the two Ravids contradict each other. The Ravid in his commentary here and the Ravid Al Rambam uh, must be that he was Choserbo at some point. Good. Vaiter. Boi Rava. Second wide line. What happens if a guy stole the property and he was mashpiachit? So do we compensate him for the shvach? So again, that this is not stealing. We're going to learn in the next parak by the Hashem that Gedevas Lachem Zilas Lachem is Osir. But this is not stealing. This is just, I'm getting my land back. You happen to have put in expenses into my land, but it's my land. So there was a special takana. Chazal say, you know what? For a Jewish thief, we will make a takana. What about a non-Jewish thief? The Gemara says, "I'm like Rachamim Difti the Ravina." Takata Lovik Ochavim Neku Venevud. Chazal don't make takanas for a Ovik Ochavim, so that's why no. You just give it back, Maker Adin. Amar Le, you're right. That's not the question we were asking. Lo Tzricha Kogon Dezavne LiYisrael. What happens if an Ovik Ochavim Ganav was Mashbiachet and then sold it? So does the buyer have rights? The Gemara says no. Sov Sov Habamach was Ovik Ochavim Harehu Kovik Ochavim. No, he shouldn't have any more rights than the seller to him had. So, Lotzricha, okay, fine. This is the question that we're bothered by. Kigon to Gazal Yisrael. Vizavna niyalevish bichovikochavim. Vachadar ovikochavim vizavna li Yisrael. A Jewish thief. And then he sold it to a guy. The guy was mashbiachid. Then he sold it to a Jew. So it was a Jew beginning and end, and an ovikochavim in the middle. So, my. So the takana was made for the Jew. So, but here, the Jew wasn't the one that was mashbiachid. So my me Amrina and do we say Kiva de Meikara Yisrael Vahadar Yisrael of the Rabban Takanta there include this case would be included in the Takana again if we would just have this case probably they wouldn't have made a Takana because it was the Shvach of the Ovikochavim but do we say once they made the Takana for the Shvach for Yisrael so this case is included. Odilmano Kiva de Ika Ovikochavim Beemsa Lo Avdi Le Rabban Takanta Teku. And again, the svar for that could be how much of, the, of a low plug is it, right? How much do you look at the details of the case? If you look at the details, then you would say probably there is no takana here because it was the shvach of avikochavim. Or do you not look so much at the details? You look at once it's in the category of the takana, then you should get the shvach. So teku, we will Hashem, have to wait for Elio. Amar Papa. Now getting back to the main topic of our parak, which is shinui. Shinui, right? Remember the first mishnah. Gozel Eitzim Vasan Kalim. Samar Vasan, Samar Vasan Begadim. Right, the first Mishnah. Shinui. So I'm getting back to other cases of Shinui. Amar Papa. Haiman de Gozel Dikla Mechavre Vikatle. I have a, I'm sorry, you have, you have a tree in your yard that's right next to my field. But it's in your yard. I go and steal the tree by cutting it down. I cut it down, it falls into my yard. So, is that called a Shinui? Now the tree is dead. So, Amar Papa, Haiman de Gazal Dikla Mechavre Vakatle. Afagav de Shadye Me Aral Aradide, even though it falls into my property, Lokani, that's not called a Shinui. Rashi says, that's not called a Shini Hashem. Why? My Taima, Me Ikara Dikla Mikri, Fahashanami Dikla Mikri. It was called a Dekel tree, and that was still called a Dekel tree. It's a dead Dekel tree, but it's still a Dekel tree. And therefore, that is not called a Shinui. Very interesting, Machlokas. Tosis. Tosis in the very little Tosis. The God of Dikla Dekatle. Tosis says, why is this different than killing an animal? If I shack an animal, that's a Shinui. So why is that different than cutting down a tree? One line. Afagav the God of the of a Katla Kani. Hasam have Shinui de Minkartve. It's more Nikar. Killing an animal is more Nikar of a Shinui than cutting down a tree. That's Tosis. What does that mean? When you go up, if we, if we think of the Kuzari, the, 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 the four levels of being that the Kuzari has, the domain, the inanimate objects, on top the Tzomeach, on top Chai, on top Medaber, right, the four levels of being, we like to quote Rav Chaim, uh, Rav Adachiezer, the Achiezer uh, quotes, um, 
He was quoted as saying that one time he said there was a fifth. Right? Domim Somer Chaim Adaber, Reb Chaim. Right? So he felt that there was a, a fifth type of Bria, Reb Chaim Brisker. Okay, that was what the Achiezer suggested. But either way, Domim Somer Chaim Adaber, so Tosus is saying that when you go from Tzomeach to Domim, that's not such a, you know, you become inanimated because you're dead, so that's not such a, a chilek. But going from Chai to dead, so that, that's a, maybe you're jumping two steps. Right, so maybe that's the uh, that's the chilek. That's Tosis. But if you look in Rabbeinu Peretz, Rabbeinu Peretz doesn't say that. Rabbeinu Peretz says, this halacha only applies by a tree that does not grow fruit. So if it's not going fruit anyway, so when you cut down the tree, that's not such a change. It wasn't going fruit beforehand, and it's not growing fruit afterwards. But if it's a tree that's, uh, that's uh, giving fruit, then it's just like killing an animal. That's what Rabbeinu Peretz says. He, at least he has a day like this. Or depreciation that, that cannot come back. And then he quotes in the, the other day of Lytosis. But it's a very interesting machlokas. Do we compare cutting down a tree to killing an animal? In terms of shinui. Tosis says no. Rabbeinu Peretz says yes. If it's a fruit-bearing tree, it's just like a live animal in terms of the shinui that happens once uh, one cuts it down. Two days in the uh, Rishonim. Vaiter. So again, cutting down a tree, let's get back to the Gemara. De- it was a dekel, it's not called a shinui uh, hashem. It's still called a dekel. Vaiter, vadik lavavid kubi. But if it's a dekel tree and I made it into logs, I cut down the tree and then I made it into logs, still lokani. Hashtamiya gube de deklamikri. That's still called dekel logs. That's still not a shinui. Gubi vavdinu kshuri. But if I made them into beams, right, I sawed them, I smoothed them. Kani, that's, that's a kenyan. That's a shinui. That's shinui kona. Kshuri ravrevi vavdinu kshuri zutre. If I stole big beams and I made them into small beams, lo kani. That's not a shinui because I didn't really do much. Avdinu kitsutsyasa kani. But if I made them into boards, which was some type of sawing and really changing them, that would be a kinyin. Again, the root ish, the root uh, rule, a shinui maisa, kone or not kone. And what's called a shinui maisa? Ambarava, haimandagaza, luliva, vavdinu hutsi. Somebody steals a lulav. And they made it into Hutsi. What are Hutsi? Rashi. Sheniskan ale ale menashidra. Right? I separated the leaves. I saw the lulav and I ripped off each leaf. So, Kani, that's a Shini Maisa. That's a Shini Maisa that you cannot retract. Right? You cannot make this back into a lulav. Demeikara luliva mikri. Vahashta Hutsi. It used to be a lulav and now it's just called something else. It's Shini Hashem. Hutsi Vavdinu Chufya. If I if I stole the separated branches already and I made it into a Chufya, a broom, which somehow you have to make by cutting the pieces and then putting them together into a broom. Kani, that is a Kenyan. Meikar Hutsi Vashti Chufya. Because it has a Shini Hashem and there's no way to undo what you did. But Chufya Vavdi Sharshura. But if I had a broom made out of these Dekel branches, and I made it into a some type of rope. I tied them together. Lokani, that's not a Kenyan. My time of the other saucer I could just redo what I did. I can make it back. I could untie the pieces from each other, and it would be a it would be uh, undone. Right? It's shinui hachoze liberiaso. Boy, Rav Papa, nech what happens if the Tiyomas is split? What does this mean? So Rashi and Tosfos and all the Rishonim, the Rashba here, try to figure out, does this phrase of Nechlaka Tiyomas mean the same thing that it means in Mesecha Sukkah, Nechlaka Tiyomas? So let's go with that pshat. Nechlaka Tiyomas, that the Tiyomas, the middle leaf on the back spine of the Lulav is split. If I split it, I seal a lulav and I split the spine. Nechlokatiyomis. That's what Tosfus discusses. Tosfus then says it's not a hundred percent clear which how Tosfus explains this. The other Rishonim talk about Tosfus too, but Tosfus does say uh, he has a line there where Tosfus says, "Well, we have no lulavs like this. So if you need this, it's only one in five hundred. That's going to be a kosher lulav." Look at the line in Tosfus. Uladivrehem, he quotes a chuba of the Gaonim in Tosas Nechlakov. Again, it's not hundred percent clear. We're not going to go through the Mitsias of the top of the Lulav now, but he said we're going to just going to get that for Bisakasukha, you have to do that. Now we're learning Babakama, so we're not just doing the Shinui elements. But he quotes in a very interesting historical line. Uladivrehem, Lo Yimsa Lana Lulav Kasher, Kibatorach. 
Right? You wouldn't be able to find a kosher lulav without very uh, working very hard. Nimtsa'in osan she'ishlam tiomes kazeh afilo echad behemeos. One in five hundred lulavs look like this, and that's what you would need. It's very hard. If you look in the Kapos Tamarim, one of the classic achronim on uh, on lulav agazel, one of the same author wrote a sefer, wrote a, wrote his sefer Tosefus Yom Kippurim on the last paragraph of Yuma, the Kapos Tamarim on lulav agazel. And Yom Trua on the fourth parak of Rosh Hashanah. It's all it's all put together here in uh, in the uh, Sefer. But he writes right. He was Moshe ben Chabiv. He lived in the early 1700s. He quotes Baaletos and he says they lived in Europe, so they had to get their lulavs imported. But we here live in the Middle East. We have plenty of these lulavs. It's not a problem. He says, the Lamed Be'ezam and Aleph in Sukkah, Ze'eno, Nimsa Ba'artsam Shalatosfes, Avo Be'eret Yisrael Mitzrayim, Dishchichi Dekalim, we have plenty of palm trees, Anu Ro'im, Sherov HaLulavim, Shehem Beleva Dekel, Yeshlem Klipa Duma Mitzad Pnei HaLulav, whatever Tosfes is talking about, we have plenty of them. They don't have it because by the time it goes on the ship and it breaks and it comes, it's all broken and, and ruined. But we have plenty of these so, what the Gaonim were talking about is not a problem. The Gaonim, right, the Gaonim were in Bavel. They weren't, right, so that's what the Gaonim talked about. And even the Baliatosis, a couple hundred years later, uh, didn't have these Lulavim. But either way, let's get back to the issue at hand. Says the Gemara, What happens if somebody steals a Lulav and then splits the Tiyomas? Tashma. If you just cut off the top of the Lulav, that's Pasul, it's a pasul lulav, and the Gemara is saying that that would also be a shinui for Kinyani Geneva. So my love, says the Gemara, wouldn't we say the same thing should apply? Why? Top Rashi. Since it pasuls the lulav, so it should be called a shinui. If it's a psul for the mitzvah of lulav, then it should be a kinyan. Ah, what if you're not talking about sukkis? What if you're stealing a lulav on Pesach? Right, so Rashi is always talking about in terms of definitions of nechalgantiyomes. Answers the Gemara, first day, lo nitla shiny. Even if they both cause psul, it could be difference between cutting off the top and just splitting it. Nitla shiny, dahachasarle. Nitla is worse because now you're missing, it's lacking. Or Ika Daamri, or the Gemara. The other day, Tashma Dabar Batuna Bashuban Levi Nechlogatiomes, Nasa Kimish Nitlo Pasal Shmamina. Two opposite days, whether Nit Nechloka would be like Nitla or not. Ask Rev Salvechik, why should the Psul of Lulav have anything to do with Shinui Kone? What Pasals for a Mitzvah is one context. What What's considered a Shinui? Is is it Chosalabriyaso? Is it uh, reversible? There are a lot of other rules. Why should it make a difference? So he says maybe it goes into the Chakira of the Psul Hadar by Lulav. When we say something is not Hadar, like the Nechlika. Nitzla, that's cut off, that's Chaser. But what about Nechlika? If something's lacking Hadar and therefore it's Puzzle, does that, there are two ways to say it, as Russell Vechik says here, is that still a Lulav, but it's not Hadar and therefore it's Puzzle? Or, if it's not Hadar, it's not a Lulav. It takes away the shame chefsa of the item. That's the Chakira. Sezra of Salvechik, if you say the latter, then you know why it's comparable to Shinui. Because you've changed the chefsa. If it's still a Lulav, but you have a problem, it's not beautiful, it's not Hadar, so then it shouldn't be comparable. So he quotes this as a machlokas mitzitosvus in the Rambam, but he says this Gemara, the fact that the Gemara compares it to Shini Kona, he thinks is a clear raya that the approach that one should take to Hadar is a psulam the chefsa, and not just a chefsa with a problem. He, I'll read you the line: Lachar misugin yesh raya shapsul shel Hadar chal kafkas hamin. It's a mafkafka of the min of the chefsa. It's not a lulav. It's not a lulav of the problem. It's not a lulav. Beautiful Rav Salvechik, uh, the Chakira of Hadar. Good. Let's continue back to Shinui. Amar of Papa. Haiman de Gozal Aframechavre. Va'avdilaventa. Somebody steals dirt from their friend and made it into a brick. Lokani. Not a cone, not a Kenyan. My time, to Hadar, Mashri Afra. Because after you made it into a brick, you can make it back into dirt. You could pulverize it again and make it back into dirt. 
Leventa Va'av. I'm sorry, just one har on that. The Rashba says there, this must be where you didn't use the, the fire method to make it into a brick. Because if you like used fire to make it into a brick, even when you destroy that, it didn't become dirt again. It wasn't reversible. Maybe if it got baked in the sun, so then it, it's, uh, it's uh, very brittle, you can take it apart and it can become dirt again. But if you mamish burned it in the kiln and it made a brick, says the Rashba, that's not a shinu that could be undone. So the case here must be where you just like packed it together yourself. But the opposite would be kona. If you have a brick and you and you pulverized it into dirt, that is a kenyan. Why? My armor, what would you say? What, you'd make it back into a brick? That that would be a new brick. Right, that's not the same brick, that's a different brick. Right, just like we know by klicheres. If we have a klicheres and we put it back into the kiln after we break it, that's a new, that's a new, it's not tame if it was tame before, it's not tray if it was, if it was tray before. Panam chadashos ba'olakan, that means a new status. It's borrowed from, uh, from the context of Sheva Brachis, but panam chadashos, but that always means a new status. And therefore here too, a new brick would be a new status. Fiyamra papa next try. Hi, somebody steals a piece of silver from their friend. Fiyavadzuze and made it into Coins into silver coins. Low kani, that's not a Kenyan. My taima, hader avelunaschai, can melt it down again and make it back into silver. Again, shinui hachoser libriyoso. Zuzev avdinunaschai, but if I stole money and made it and melted it down and made it into silver, kani, that is a Kenyan. Why? My amrit, hader avelunaschai, I'll make the silver back into money. Panam chadoshos bolakan, that wouldn't be the same silver coins. It would be panam chadoshos, and therefore it would be, it is a shinui. If I steal tarnished old coins and I shine them and make them into new coins, Lokan, that's not a Kenyan. Why? I could just get them dirty again. It would be the same dirty coins. But if I stole new beautiful coins and then tarnished and dirty them, Kani, that is a Kenyan. My Amrit, Hadar, Avilu, Chadati, why? What would you say? I can make them new again? You'll never be able to make them perfectly clean again. Once you stole perfectly clean coins, it will never be undone. Machlok has shown him. Tosis on top. What happens if you stole silver and made it into a silver cup? Is that any better than making it into a silver coins? The Gemara says making it into silver coins is not a Kenyan, because you just melt it back down. What if you made it into a kli? A kos. Says Tosis, that's better. A kos is better than money. Davka avde zuze. Avol asa min hanascha kli. Kigon kos shal kesef. Kani. Even though you can melt it down again. A kli is different. Delo, right, gara, minasarim, asan kalim. So different than boards that make it into a kli. What does Tosa seem to say? What does he say? A kli has a separate status. Once you make something into a utensil, a kli that has chashivus, even if it can be, if it can be undone, that is called a shinoi. The Rashba says, money is much more chashuv than a kli. What is Tosa's talking about? I don't think a kli is any different. If you're going to say a kli is unique, says the Rashba, you could say you should say money. You could buy anything you want with money. So I don't understand. Says so the Rashba argues on Tosa's. You could buy anything you want with money. So the Rashba says I don't think there's any difference between making it into money and making it into a kli. So this this it's not a problem, but it is interesting. There is a, a another Rashba like that we've quoted in the past, uh, in other contexts. The Rashba in Shvuis Staflamites. It's an important Rashba. The Rashba says there a Kli has a separate status, a special status. So it's not a stira in Argamar. What does Argamar say? The Rashba argues that us. Don't tell me a Kli is any better than money. Right, and if money is no good, then Kli is no good. The Rashba is not saying a Kli doesn't have a special status. The Rashba is just saying that a Kli shouldn't be called a Shinui if money is not called a Shinui. But the Rashba elsewhere, the Rashba says, what happens if you steal a Kli that's worth less, worth, worth less than a Pruta? Would Bezdin call a Din Torah on that? So usually we know, the Mishnahis discuss elsewhere, that Bezdin doesn't sit for a case less than a Pruta. The Rashba says, yes, for it, if it's about a Kli. Because a Kli has status beyond its value. Efshar Lomar, the Kol Kli, Kivan Shu Roy Lamalachto, Chashivu Kapruta, Vyasami Pruta, Vyosvin Alavadayanim. And then he even adds, the Efshar, the Filinin Kidushin Kane. 
Wow. If you have a cup that's worth less than a pruta, could you use that for kiddushin? You have to give a pruta for kiddushin. But maybe a kli itself has, because it has usage, it is worth even more than its market value. So he has that uh, possibility. So that Rashba is always quoted. Mori Barabi or like always loves to, love to quote this Rashba in the context of Kalim and Prutus because a Kli has a separate, unique status. So is that against this Rashba? You don't have to say it's a stira. This Rashba is just saying that Tosvis, no, a Kli is no different than money. If you make money and it's no, it's not called a Shinoi, so if you make a Kli, it's not called a Shinoi. Even though, you're right, I'll agree that a Kli has special status. But in this context, that special status would not have any ramifications. Okay, but either way, it's Machlokos Tosas in the Rashba. Vaitu, two dots. Ze'aklal. As we see here, Rabosai, Baba Kama, every daf is just, it's just jam-packed, and we shouldn't think it's Baba Kama. Baba Kama, Baba Tia, Baba Basra, Sanhedrin, Makas, I mean, Baruch Hashem, there's no let-up. Ze'aklal. Kala Gazlana, Mishal, Mishal, Zakzela. Lasuye Mai. So, the Mishnah, back in the beginning of the parak had said, a Gazan always pays Kshas Zakzela because of Shini Kone. What is that including? That extra... General line, la suya, it includes the case we had in the seventh parak. It includes a shinui that happens memela. You seal an animal and the animal matures into an older animal. The shinui occurred and there's a kinyan. The god of his kona it, tabachumachar, and therefore if the god of then steals or uh, sells it or shechs it, shelo tobeh, shelo mocher. He's not chayadal vehei, because it's his animal. There was already a shinui. That's what Rabbi Law said. We discuss there the shita of Rashi. Rashi says the same thing here. One little word in Rashi, which makes a major um, statement. Rashi says here, nasa shini biyado viknao likach. Dim tabachumachar, shelo tobeh, shelo mocher. What is Rashi saying? It's not a general shinikone for everything. Lekach, for this halacha. Regarding Dalad Vehei, it's different. Rashi said the same thing there. And the Rishonin picked up on it. The later Rishonin picked up on this Rashi. Rashi is limiting this Rebbe law. It's a shinui de memela. It's not a shini maisa that oh, I smash something. That's the highest level shinui. Shini de memela is a lower level. Remember the Tosas Rid said a few days ago? Tosas Rid said shini de memela might work by Gezel, but it wouldn't work by Esnan. Right, by Esnan, you would still say, Shinui de you're not allowed to give. So there's no, there's not the same type of Shinui. But that's what Rashi again here says, it's Shinui Laham Milsa, for this specific issue. The Pnei Yeshua here, he has a Kasha, which all the Achronim after try to answer. The Mishnah here, what did the Gemara just say? Kol HaGazlonim, Mishalim Kashas Akzela, is telling me the Chiddush of Rabbi La, which is about Dalad Vehei. Dalad Vehei, that's only Geneva, not Gazela. The seventh parak is Geneva. The ninth and tenth parak is Gazela. How could the Gemara suggest that the Rabbi Law, which is a, a Chiddush in Dalad Vehei, is being Marumaz in this Mishnah? That's a strong question. So all the Akronim try to answer it, but I'll leave it as a question for now. Pnei Yeshua does not give an answer, so we won't suggest one right now. Hahu Gavra, last story. The Gazal partner, the Dremi someone steals a, a couple of oxen from their friend. Azal Karavu, Karavazarbu Zara, and they used it. He used it to plow, he used it to plant. Lesof Adrina Lamare, and then he gave it back. He gave the ox back. Oxen. Also, the Kamei Dr. Nachman, Armelahu Zilu Shumu, Shavcha de Ashbach. Rav Nachman tells the Goslin, go pay for the, la- for the appreciation of your land. Got to pay the Nignav. Nigzal. Armelay Rava. Rava says, what? Turi Ashbach, Aralo Ashbach. He gave back the ox. Why should he have to pay for the Hanah that he got? Omar, Mi Kamina Nishaimi Kulo. Did I say he has to pay for the whole uh, appreciation? Palga Kamina. Half. Rava says, still, Amale Sof Sof Gazelu, the Kahadra Bina. It's not Kalakazlan Mishalam Kshasak Zela. So fine, he got Hanah in between, but why should he have to pay for the benefit that he had? Omar Leh, Rav Nachman says, you're right. I I, this is not Meker Adin. Lo Amina Lecha, haven't I told you in the past, Ki Asivna Bedina Lo Temelimidi. Don't talk to me while I'm in the middle of a court case. To Amar Huna, Chavrein, because Rav Huna, our friend said, Eloi, about me. Ana Ushvermalka Achi Bedina. I and Shvermalka, which is Shmuel, were poskim. Meaning, they acknowledge that I give a psaq. So let me finish, let me paskin, and then you can ask me afterwards. This is an old goslin, and he needs to be fined. 
to try to to try to get him to stop doing what he's doing. You're right, make your adin. He does not have to pay for the field. This gets into the sugi, if you remember, back in the second paragraph of Zenen of Zalachaser, Zenen of Zechaser, but it's not direct related to the Gzela, because he didn't steal more than the ox. So that is why Maker didn't pay for the ox, but he just wanted to be Kones. Says the riff right here on this case. You know what you see from here? Bezdin throughout the generations are able to put fines on people, even in Chutzla Aretz. Rav Nachman was in Bavel. So you see here, Rav Nachman is doing this, he's in Bavel, it must be that they're allowed to do this. The Rosh quotes the riff and says that's true, but only Gedolei Hadar and Mumchei Rabim. Not any judge could uh, put a financial fine on, on anybody he wants. If you have the greatest of the generations, and they want to institute Knossos, so that's who's allowed to do it, but that's the riff and the rush right here. Good. Second the Mishnah here in the parak. So we already uh, referred to this two days ago. I steal an animal and it gets old. Avadim and they get old. Mishalim kishas akzela. The Mishnah says, you pay kishas akzela. Right, that's a shinui. Shini is kona. So I pay what the eved or the animal used to be worth. Rabbi Meir Omer. Ba'avadim omer lo arei shachal fanecha. Rameir says, no, by avadim you can just give back the evid. Why? As the Gemara said, as Rashi said, there and here, evid is kakarka. And just like karka ain't an exalus, Rameir says that avadim are an exalin, so you can just give it back. Period. There is a shita that we mentioned already once or twice in the Masechta, but it has to do with here. There's a briskarav. The briskarav says, what's the relationship between the first mission in the parak and the second mission in the parak? The first Mishnah that spoke about Gozal Eitzim Basan Kalim, and this Mishnah, I steal an evident of Bahama and they get old. Says the Grizz, based on a problem in the Rambam, which we discussed two days ago, there's two different halachas by changes in items. There's the more extreme halacha called Shinui Kone, that's the first Mishnah. This Mishnah is not Shinui Kone, says the Grizz, based on his father of Chaim. This mission is about the inability to say You can't just give back the item because it's not the same item. This is not so strong as Shinui Kone, but you can't say That's a different halacha. Again, if we were learning Be'in, we would get into this many rayas to this, Rambams and Gemaras, but that's the Chiddush of Reb Chaim in the Grach Hala Rambam. The Briskarav says it's in but this is based on the Mishnah Sadi Gimel, the Mishnah Sadi Vav. That's step one. Step one, there's a difference between Shini Kona and the inability to say Haresha Cholofanecha. You might have something that's not considered a Shinoi, but you still cannot say Haresha Cholofanecha. Right, so that's the Chiddush relating the first Mishnah and the second Mishnah in the Parah. It's an important Yisot. But now we continue. There the, the following cases, can, is this even the second Halacha? I stole money and it cracked. I stole fruit and they spoiled wine and it became vinegar. So I have to. That's a shinui. That's a shinui. Or I can't say Or at least I can't say aresh And therefore I cannot just give it back. But if it's a uh, damage that is not visible, just they changed the currency. Shruma v'nitmes. Shruma became tamay. Chametz v'avar lava pesach. Behema v'nisavda ba'avera. It was bowed down to. Osha nifsalom me'algabi ha'mizbeach. Or if it came pasal on the mizbeach, Rashi says, it got a mum that is not really nikar from the outside. Or Rashi says, and there's a problem how to put these two Rashis together, then Rashi says, most animals aren't going to be given as karbanos. So even if it has a mum, it's not a nikar that it's a damage. Those are two lines in the Rashi on this Mishnah. So it's tricky how to put those two together. But either way, all of these, it's not Nikar the damage. Or an animal is going to have to be killed. It looks the same as every other ox. Right, so the Mishnah does not say anything here about Shinoi. It has to do with whether it's the same item or not, whether you could just give it back. Omer of Papa, getting back to the first case, the case of the Eved and the Behema, it doesn't literally have to have gotten old. Even if it just got weaker, as if it got old. But what do you mean? We, the Mishnah says old. A type of weaker depreciation that is not reversible. So really, it's any type of depreciation, not old, but even sick, that is never coming back. The case we just had up above from Erbi Law. 
even if you steal an animal and it becomes mature. Nas ashinu biyada uknao, ashinu has occurred. Tovach umachar, shelo tovach, shelo umachar. And therefore, if you do tvicha mechira, you're not chayat al vahay. Omer lei says, so this was, Mark Hashisha said this to Rav Ashi in the name of Rav Yochanan. So he says back to him, Amar Gavre, haven't I told you not to mix up who you are quoting? That was Rabbi Law said that, not Rabbi Yochanan. Period. It's interesting though, according to that Chiddush that we just said from Rabbi Chaim and the Grizz, why is the Gemara bringing here in Shinui where there's Haresha issues? Unless Shinui de Memela is closer to that concept. I'm not saying Aresha Khalafanecha. Ashini Maisa is Mamish. That's something different. That was the first Mishnah. Gozel Eitzim, Asan Kalim. Here, it can relate to maybe Shinidim Mela easier than Mamish Ashini Maisa. Good. Rabbi Meir, Omer, Bavadim Omer, Aresha Khalafanecha. Let's start the next piece. Rabbi Meir says, no. By Avadim, Evidence Kakarak, you can just give it back. Omer of Chanina Baravdimi, Omer of Rav Halachak, Rabbi Meir. We pass on like Rabbi Meir. By Avadim, you can just give it back. For Rav Shavik, Rabbanav Avik, Rabbi Meir. Rav goes like the Yachid, not like the Tzibur. Amri Mishim, the Brisa Ifchatanya. Because in the Brisa, we have the opposite Shittas. We have the Rabbanon holding like Rabbi Meir. Rabbanon of the Brisa hold like Rabbi Meir of the Mishnah. The Ra- I'm sorry, I skipped a line. I mean, I skipped the, uh, the Gemara at this point assumes the Ifchatanya because Rabbi, uh, uh, because Rav has a Brisa that says the, the, uh, the opposite. Says the Gemara of Rav Shavik Masis of Avik Kebrisa. Rav would pass like a Brisa over a Mishnah. So now the Gemara says what I explained before. Rav Masnisa Nami Ifchavatani. Rav, because the Brisa says the opposite, he also changes the Mishnah, and therefore he in the Mishnah he has he has the flipped opinions. So says the Gemara. Umay Taima the Rav the Avik Masisa Mekami Brisa Adar Rav and Efel the Brisa Mekami Masisa. Why does the Brisa have more authority? And he switches the Mishnah sheet is because of the Brisa. Switch the Brisa sheet is because of the Mishnah. Two answers. We'll do the first one today. Amri Rav Nami Masnisa Nifcha Asne. He didn't flip the Mishnah. He had the opposite Deos from his Rebbeim. His Rebbeim gave him the opposite Misora. So when he says Allah is like Meir, he's saying like our Rebbe Meir. But according to his Misora, that's the Rabbanon in the Mishnah that he got. That is one answer. We'll have to wait with the second answer, Beth Hashem, uh, when we continue uh, next time. The Chashuge Chamed, by the way, I didn't have time to go through with it, but if I, on, uh, on an earlier on the earlier discussion on the Mishnah about the fruit that got rotted, he has a case where, um, in terms of negligence, I, got, I stole fruit and it rotted. So what happens, he has a case where the fire department was negligent and didn't come in time. Are they responsible? Do we say, well, are they, they're wrong, but did they damage? Or do we say because they're hired or they're put in charge by the city, so yes, they are. That's not called indirect. That's direct if they don't come. So he has a discussion of that in uh on this stuff. Okay, we'll stop here.